The views expressed on this program are solely those of the speaker and do not reflect the views and opinions of Centennial Securities. Be reminded that this podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Happy Friday! Welcome to the Weekly Investment Podcast, where we discuss the week's must-know investment news and how it affects your money. I am your host, Walter. This week, we discuss the Fed, GDP, and gold. It's been another exciting week in the investment world, so let's crack right into the news. On Wednesday, the Federal Reserve raised interest rates by three-quarters of a percentage point for the second consecutive time, with the benchmark range now between 2.25% and 2.5%. Why didn't the Fed increase rates more, and what guidance did the Fed give for future rate hikes? Recent economic data factored into the Fed's decision on rate policy. In general, commodity prices have decreased over the last month. Oil has been trading lower, and gas prices have fallen. AAA has an average price for a gallon of regular gas at $4.33. Mortgage applications continue to decline, recently hitting a 22-year low. In its post-meeting statement, the Federal Open Market Committee said that, quote, the recent indicators of spending and production have softened, end quote. Given the slowing economy, the Fed decided not to surprise markets, who largely expected this week's three-quarter point move. Stocks rallied after Fed Chair Jerome Powell remained vague on their next move in September by saying it would depend on the data. Powell said, quote, While another unusually large increase could be appropriate at our next meeting, That is a decision that will depend on the data we get between now and then. Powell continued, We will continue to make our decisions meeting by meeting and communicate our thinking as clearly as possible. Currently, investors expect the Fed to raise its policy rate by at least half a percentage point at its September 2021 meeting. Thursday's GDP report confirmed that the economy is slowing down and that we may be in a recession. GDP, or gross domestic product, measures overall economic activity, and a generally accepted description of a recession is when GDP contracts in back-to-back quarters. First quarter GDP declined by an annualized 1.6%, and second quarter GDP fell by 0.9%. So, are we in a recession? A nonprofit, nonpartisan organization called the National Bureau of Economic Research, or NBER, determines when the economy is in a recession. While economists agree that the economy is slowing, many disagree about being in a recession. Why? Every recession is different, 
and an NBER committee determines if we are in one by considering many factors. Depending on which of those factors you choose to focus on will guide your interpretation of where the economy is headed. Economists that argue against an immediate recession say that wages are still going up, that jobs are being created, and consumer spending is relatively strong. Economists in favor of a recession label point to reduced business spending, a slowing housing market, and further interest rate increases and supply chain constraints. The NBER says that the, quote, traditional definition, end quote, of a recession is, quote, a significant decline in economic activity that is spread across the economy and that lasts more than a few months, end quote. My key takeaway from this week's GDP report, the economy is bending, but not yet breaking. The economy is about jobs and 372,000 were created in the month of June. Weakness in job creation would have a significant impact on the economy's ability to keep its head above water. The Bureau of Labor Statistics is scheduled to release the employment situation for July on Friday, August the 5th. All that is gold does not glitter. Not all those who wander are lost. The old that is strong does not wither. Deep roots are not reached by the frost. That poem by J.R.R. Tolkien. And a good segue into our final segment. Gold has a history almost as long as humanity itself. From ancient mythology to modern times, there are lessons to be learned. King Midas and his greedy golden touch, and the gold standard as the basis of pre-paper money commerce. Gold owns its value to scarcity. There is only so much of it, so when demand increases, so does the price. Investors often turn to gold when there is fear in the market, and so gold has been considered a safe haven investment. You've all seen the commercials. Buy gold before it's too late. Now is the time for gold. The price of gold doesn't traditionally move in step with the market and can act as a safety net when stocks are in decline. After the Great Recession, from September 2009 to March 2013, gold did slightly outperform stocks as measured by the S&P 500. Gold can be considered a risky investment too though, because history has shown that the price of gold does not always go up, particularly when markets are doing well. Over a 10-year time period, the S&P 500 drastically outperforms the price of gold, with stocks increasing in value over four times what gold returned in the same period. 
year to date, the S&P 500 is down over 15%. So where do you think the price of gold is now? Down about 3.5% at the time of writing. Perhaps due to a global economic slowdown weighing on the demand for the precious metal. If you had to buy one right now, stocks or gold, which would you choose and why? Message me at investwithwalter.com to keep the conversation going. Graphics comparing stocks and gold over the long term, as well as a link to a deeper dive into the long-term investment prospects of gold, as well as a picture of my new golden retriever puppy, will be shared in my weekly newsletter. Again, message me at investwithwalter.com to receive that exclusive content. Next week, we discuss the recent uptick in markets, a bear market rally, or the start of the next bull market. Tune in next Friday for that and much, much more. Thank you for listening, and please have a nice weekend when you get there. Talk to you next week.